Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Force Podcast. My name is Adam. I hope everyone is staying safe out there as states continue to reopen. So I want to welcome in a special guest. I have Dan Jordan, the sales energizer, the Deej, the code call guy. How you doing tonight, Dan? I am uh, living the dream. Look at you rocking and rolling already. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm, you know, I'm up here in, in Maryland and, you know, trying to get back to uh, some form of normalcy, as they say, right? <laughs> That's because you're a bunch of wusses. What's the deal? The thing is, as long as you're working the phone, uh, you can work all the time. You don't care if there's this virus or what. Work <laughs> the phone and bang around. The fact is, this time of year, everybody's at home. I mean, you can finally reach people for crying out loud. Exactly, exactly. And I know for a fact. I mean, I'm only in my uh, second sales development role, and yeah, it's it's a it's a game changer from. You know, when I first got into sales, I was doing uh, gym sales. But, yeah, it's it's fascinating. But uh, it's enough about me. Uh, uh, I want to take this time. It's it's more about you and your story. Um, I know from listening to Variety of Podcasts, uh, you've been on many, and you have uh, your own podcast as well, The Sales Energizer. But, what you know, just take me back to to your time and wanting to get into sales. Oh, gosh. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever asked me that question before. You know, it's a, you're a, you're, listen, I'm the son of, a, a, of an immigrant uh, from Europe and uh, who couldn't speak all that well English. And so, uh, man, you're forced to hustle, you know? And, you know, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm, and so that's what happens. And, you know, the, 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 the best thing you could do, one day I realized, man, you could, so, you could find somebody who has a need and then you could find somebody who could who could service that need, and then uh, you just broker a deal, and you can catch some money on the inside. Maybe that's living. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's the only <laughs> business in the world where you can start from zero with literally no upfront investment, and go ahead and create a life for yourself. I mean, what, what, what more can you ask for? Aside from living in America, what more can you ask for? Yeah, I, I couldn't say it better. And um, there is a science to sales. And, you know, I want to get your take. Sometimes, you know, you know, those salespeople get a bad rap for, you know, calling and, and the cold calling aspect. But how do you reverse engineer that to make sure that, you know, sales doesn't get that bad rap? Well, you know, cold calling and sales are two different things. You know, people trying to trying to uh, combine sales and marketing all the time. Excuse me, I got to clear my <clears throat> clear my throat. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, if sales and marketing were the same thing, it would be spelled the same. I mean, it's a, it's a different <laughs> word. And so, uh, when you're cold calling, you're really not selling. Cold calling is more like marketing. Cold calling is more just, you know, getting somebody's attention and find out if they're interested. Uh, cold calling is more, more like having a, a billboard. You know, sometimes you're driving down the street and uh, you see a billboard for like, uh, you know, Subway sandwiches, you know, $4.99 <laughs> or a $5 footlong or something like that. And, you know, you're not hungry. So, so you drive past it and you don't care because you, you don't want it right then. 
um, you know, it's not like the people in the store are thinking, crap, just lost another one. You know, oh, look, look at our <laughs> you know, it's not like they're dying, you know, they're waiting because, you know, who's going to come in? The person that's injured, the person that's hungry. And so when you're cold calling, man, you don't want to ask, you don't want to start selling at that point. You don't know if they're hungry or not. So a cold call is really just to get their attention. Hello, Mr. Jones, real quickly, I was calling to see if you might be interested in X. And if they say no, believe them <laughs> and make another call, yeah. you know? So that, that's my philosophy on cold call. Now, as far as sales goes, that's a different story. I mean, that there is some technology and, you know, some some ideas that you have to do and some skills that you have to gain in terms of sales. But the road uh, to hell is paved with people trying to convince others who are not hungry what they should eat. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you talk about, you know, um, your your father and that story of being for you yourself wanting to hustle. How did you, was that something that was, you know, taught early on or did you have other people in your life as well that had that kind of mentality as yourself? Oh boy, you know what? This is the world's best interview. You're actually asking good <laughs> questions and I get to talk about myself and that you're good, man. You see, <laughs> this is sales, that. getting somebody talking about themselves. I mean, I, this might last forever. You may never be able to, but uh, yeah, you know. Actually, I always tell everybody that your best, your best trainers are your customers and your prospects. And so, what happened was for me, I uh, when I was, well, boy, this is going to get personal. This is like you're going to you're getting deep here. But my senior year of high school, my parents got divorced, and it was painful to me because I'm, you know, I'm a mama's boy at heart, and my. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of took it out on my mother and her greatest thing was, you know, make sure you get an education type of thing. So I somehow wrangled my college money that I, that they had dutifully saved my entire life and uh, uh, bought a store. And so I bought a, uh, a butcher shop. I turned it into a deli, DJ's Country Deli. They're in <laughs> Elmwood Park, New Jersey. And I, I was running this store and I very quickly realized uh, that you could sit in the store and wait for people to come and sell a couple sandwiches and potato salad and some, some buttered rolls. Or you could go out and get some catering jobs and your earning potential is limitless. And so I learned how to sell by knocking on doors and asking them if they uh, needed some some catering business, you know, so for breakfast or for, or for the <laughs> holidays or things like that. And uh, boy, that just became like a real passion of mine because uh, I, I got the opportunity to meet new people every day. And at that age, and I was 18, 19, 20 at that time, I, I kind of used the fact that uh, when an 18, 19 or 20 year old runs across a 45 or 50 years old, uh, they feel the need to train you and to school you and to help you. <laughs> and so I, I learned to tuck myself very nicely under as many wings as would take me. And uh, that was my first lesson in sales. Uh, if someone wants to help you, let them. <laughs> yeah, I love that early on hustle. Um, that's, that's not many people uh, had that, but 
for for people who want to start uh, that business and that hustle, what's the difference between the idea and the execution of being able to to go through with it? Oh gosh, I don't know if that is if, if that's inbred, but <laughs> my 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 came was that I had people tell you know some people get motivated through. Um, you know, the goal if they want to make a lot of money, they want to do whatever they want, a nice house or anything. You know, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have that. So use whatever motivation you can get. My motivation was uh, to prove all those people that told me that I won't get anywhere if I don't get a college education wrong. <laughs> and so that was, that was <laughs> my motivation. And uh, it was trying to hustle. And, you know, I, I, I read a lot of self-help books. I read a lot of stuff, a lot of Earl Nightingale stuff. And, you know, I, a, a long time ago, Earl Nightingale, you know, nobody's going to remember this, but there was an old record and, and it was called The Strangest Secret. And um, <laughs> there was a part of that where you would walk, you know, he was talking, he was 10 years old and he was, he was walking on the street and it just, it came to him. He said, man, if I turn right, I can go, you know, to, he was in California. I could go to New York and if, if I turn left, I could go to Europe. I could do anything. I can go to Asia. Um, I could go anywhere I want to go just by the decisions and choices that I make. And I, it just that just opened my eyes up to said, my gosh, there's opportunity everywhere. All of a sudden, I'd look at, you know, I'd walk down the street and I'd see all these business owners. And I'm like, these, there's, there's hundreds of millions of dollars all over the place. If you just, you go into a hotel, <laughs> a freaking chandelier is, you know, $15,000 and there's like 20 of them. And you're like, there's money all over the place. What if I'm the guy who sold the chandeliers, you know? And I, and all of a sudden I'm like, it's limitless. Just look around. Yeah, it's I, limitless. I, I love that because you see the opportunity. And of course with, you know, the idea that people have to go to college where, especially now that we're on, we're in unprecedented times, where's the balance of not necessarily going to college to get to education, but like yourself, having those, those smarts and having the street smarts to say, Hey, instead of going to college, I'm going to start my own business and build it from there. Where's the balance between knowing how to navigate through a path to people trying to get be successful and not going to college. Well, you know, I, I was, you know, listen, I have kids, I have one 21 year old and one 18 year old. So, so <laughs> I'm in the midst of this whole, of this whole, you know, world of, of trying to give them the right leg up and what to do and all <laughs> that. And so I have my daughter, she's going to college right now or next year, but my son, he went to college for, for one day, literally one day. <laughs> he, he called me up and he goes, daddy, you know, you knew I was going to quit eventually. <laughs> he says, why don't we do it now and save the money? And, uh, and I said, I said, listen, son, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to finance you. What do you want to do? He goes, oh, I'm going to do the junk removal business. And, and that was a business that he had started in high school. Actually, he started when he was like 11, he'd knock on doors. If you had old junk, he would take it. And, uh, I said, all right, if you want to make a go out of it, let's go to go out. And, and and I, I watched this kid uh, at 18 go into a store and, and buy himself a truck and a uh, dumping trailer. And I watched him, I watched him lay down $17,000, actually with the trailer. No, it was, it, it was $17,000 uh, 
Actually, with the trailer was $22,000 in $100 bills that this freaking kid had saved during high school in that junk removal business. And um, he didn't learn how to get a job in college, which that's what's supposed to teach you. He he, he learned how to get a customer. And um, I'm proud to say he's 21 years old now. He's got uh, three trucks. He's got two dumping trailers. And uh, when he was 19, he bought himself his first house. And he's uh, rocking and rolling, got a bunch of employees. And I really couldn't be prouder. And uh, when he he talked, I remember early on when he was in high school and he was saying, listen, I didn't really want to go and blah, blah, blah. And he was talking to a friend of his who was, uh, she says, I'm going to go to school to be an attorney. And uh, I I listened to him because I wasn't going to say anything. And I listened to him, look at the girl, and he said, uh, that's great. You go ahead and do that. When you get out of school, give me a call. I'll hire you. <laughs> that little bastard. But, uh, you know, but that, you know, that's, that's his thing. So you, you want, I, 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 both of my children, I told them the story about my father, who I, who I told you was an immigrant. And uh, when I graduated school, he said, you know, Danny, what are you going to do? He had a little French Jewish accent. Danny, Danny, what are you going to do? And I told him I get a job. And son, he goes, that's fine. Danny, remember this. He says, you have a job. You have one customer. And he's called a boss. And if he gets a wild hair up his rear end, decides to fire you, you got nothing. But Danny, if you're a salesman, well, then you have a hundred bosses but they're called customers. And if one of them fires you, who cares? You got 99 more. (laughs) See, my dad taught me that financial security doesn't come with having a job. You can always lose a job. Financial security comes with the ability to being able to earn a living anytime, any place, anywhere. And that's what sales is. Sales is being able to communicate with other people and uh, being able to find out what what they want and how much they're willing to spend to get it. And it's a very honorable profession and it's it's a joyful one. And I think that every child, every every young person going uh, to college ought to take off a year and uh, live in the real world and, uh, you know, be on the other side of a candy counter for a year. And, and see what it feels like to have to be held accountable for your service. And I think ultimately you'll wind up as a better person in whatever profession you choose uh, because of that experience of being accountable and making sure that you, you earn, uh, you, know, you eat what you hunt. Yeah, for sure. And I love, I love the, the, you know, the personality and just being supportive. I think, you know, a lot of times you hear about people who are one in or the other with the college education or you have to go or if you don't, you know, but you hit the nail on the head there with just trying to build, you know, a customer and whatever that is, it doesn't matter what profession you go to. Uh, I mean, you're set. We It's funny because we all sell in some capacity. Oh, my right? gosh. I mean, I mean are, are you married? <laughs> I, I am not married uh, right now. You ever have a but, girlfriend? Uh, 
I mean, you think you're yes. not, imagine getting married. I mean, you think you're not selling. You, you, you're going to tell somebody, you're going to talk to them, you're going to go out on a few dates, you're going to hang out, you're going to, you're going to, you know, eat some food and all this stuff. And then one day you're going to say to them, okay, listen, I got an idea. What I'd like you to do is forsake <laughs> every other human on the planet for the rest of your life. You got nothing but me. <laughs> you know, and for many people, they say, yes, that's not a sales job. Are you kidding me? You're, you're taking away <laughs> all their options for the rest of their life. <laughs> no, you know, and, and, so, and the way you do that is you somehow, you, you somehow made that person feel that the rest of their life is better spent with you than with anybody else. And I, I think that's pure sales in this world right now where uh, everything's commoditized. I mean, you could go, you could buy everything anywhere, anytime, just with a few clicks on your, on your computer. I would have loved to see the sales pitch for uh, yourself proposing. That oh, it was terrible. Gosh, it was the, it was the, it was the <laughs> worst was thing. First of all, I was very nervous. And, uh, and so I had the ring in my pocket for like three days. And, and so we're in the car and we think of this, we're in the car and I'm in the passenger seat and we were at a red light and finally I couldn't take it anymore. And this was my line after the whole thing. Are you going to marry me or what? <laughs> I mean, that was it. <laughs> and, and this girl, God bless her. And, uh, we're still married, uh, you know, 25 or so years later, she looked at me, she looked at me without, you know, without even smirking, you know, deadpan face. She looked like Buster Keaton. I mean, there was nothing. You couldn't tell anything. And she just looked over <laughs> to me and said, you're going to have to do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good woman. Yeah. So I, so I did, I did oh, something I, I more romantic that. later, but that was, that was the main thing. Oh, I love that. Always, always, uh, you know, it's good to hear that. Um, but, you know, you know the, but the <laughs> sale, you know, it's... the sale wasn't made because of the way I delivered the final thing. As in anything, oh, exactly. the sale was made with the, you know, the months before and all that stuff, doing all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, it, it's rare that, you know, a secret word is going to get you to the finish line. Uh, it's it's <laughs> all the stuff you do, uh, you know, during the process to bring people along oh yeah for sure and i love that i yeah. love that and for you know people starting out i mean i started out in uh gym sales so what do you mean and, you were uh, selling you were selling being... gyms or or in a gym you were selling uh subscriptions yeah i was selling oh, gym, uh, memberships. gym memberships yeah. so like oh well, that yeah, was when, so, yeah, there was um, a time that now, it was a lot of money. You would get money up front and you keep going. Now it's 10 bucks a month, no contract. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I wasn't selling yeah. Planet Fitness. I mean, if people go to Planet uh, I was selling. It was a local uh, establishment uh, in Maryland. But I started out there. Now I'm in sales development. And sales development is really awesome. Uh, you know, it, it is a long – when uh -huh. I graduated college – I mean, would you imagine? I, I didn't know what sales development was. Um, so as a well, what what is it? I know, mean, sales development for a particular company, or you go to all different companies? 
So I am. So I'm doing sales oh, on okay. SDR at a at a tech awesome. company. So yeah. So um, I started out another startup. So it's you know B two B. Is it selling is it software and or or service? Okay, it is software. Ahead. Yeah. So it's really. You know, I think sales is really fascinating and the SDR role particularly, um, you know, is evolving every day. And I think for people in sales, I mean, what advice would you give, you know, new graduates who aren't sure if they want to get into sales or have done prior sales roles and either want to shift, you know, their focus into a different sales like industry? Well, you know, choose the, the industry. Listen here. Here's the answer. You want to be a, a better salesperson? First, be a better person. And whatever that means to you, you know, uh, you, uh, if you want to, if you want to, what, what does the, what does a good person, what time does a good person in your mind wake up in the morning? How does a good person in your mind dress? If you had to do business with anybody in your office, would you do business with you or look at the person you would rather do business with and act like that? And you, you gotta be much more customer focused uh, and in thinking, who would you like to do business with and why would you do business with you? Uh, and once you become that person, then you just gotta find the product that gives you the most commission. I mean, and, and that's it. And, and you're, you're <laughs> in the wheelhouse because you could really do anything. I had a, uh, I had a client who I was coaching call me up and he was in a particular business that, uh, you know, you didn't get a lot of clients. I guess he was doing a money recovery and, and some guy had $500,000 that the state was holding and he didn't know about it. So uh, he, if he can get him the money, he'd get a commission and he would get, you know, let's say $150,000 commission just for getting the guy back his money. And he was so nervous to call the guy that he, uh, he asked me if I would go ahead and, close the deal. And once they get the money, he'd give me half. And, uh, like, how do I turn this down? So I flew up to New York. I did the, <laughs> I, you know, I got the guy as a client. Sure enough, six months later, I got a check for $70,000. Um, wow. because I was impressive. able to get this person a customer like that. And so, I mean, that's the power of it. So uh, it, it's really, it, it's really a magical skill uh, and you just want to, you got to work on yourself. Listen, J Jeffrey Gittimer says it best. People hate to be sold, but they love to buy. Mm -hmm. And so you just put people in position to make the decision to buy. I, I, I if, if I'm to recommend <clears throat> any, anything, any young person, uh, it's not an either or, uh, but, you know, go to college <laughs> or what have you. Uh, you need to become the person that you want to become. And I, when you say that uh, whether somebody wants to get into sales, hell, you're already in it. The question, the question is, <laughs> do you want to be good at it or not? Yeah, I mean, there's because you always hear, I mean, this is sports analogy too. Uh, there's a difference between good and great, right? And I know from your experience, you've seen a lot of, uh, sales professionals and things like that. Um, in your mind, uh, what's the differentiator between good salespeople and great salespeople? Oh, uh, unbridled honesty. It's it's that simple. <laughs> unbridled honesty. 
say, you know, to a fault. Is this a cold call? Yes. This is completely cold. I have no idea who you are. You're just a number on a list. <laughs> I mean, that type of, of cold, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. When you say to somebody, hey, hey, Mr. Jones, what I'd like to do is set up a time to get together with you for nine minutes. And if it's something that it's a good fit for you, I'll let you know. And if it's not, I'll let you know that too. Fair enough. And you got to be serious with that. And if it's not a good fit for them and you tell them, you know what? I don't think you, I just, by the way, I just got a client like that the other day. I was talking to him and I said, uh, you know, you seem to be, you seem to got it all right here, all set. I go, you know, be honest with you. Uh, I probably can help you a little, but it wouldn't be worth the money. I think you're all set. You need to go with someone else if you're looking for that, you know, thing. And he said to me, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I actually am all set with this, but I'm starting a new business and I need your help for that one. And I wouldn't have got it if I tried to force something down his throat the other way. So you just got to be, you got to be straightforward and honest with people and, and work your balls off. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that. I mean, are you, are you the first person in the, in the office in the morning? Of course, you're not even going to the office right now. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, usually, usually I'd be number that, one, that type of, uh, just be number one. Yeah. And be so much number one. I mean, that's just an easy thing. For me, that's the easiest one. Be first in the office. And then and yep. very soon, yeah. or get first on the phone first, or first whatever it is. And very soon, everybody else will be fighting for second. They'll say, oh, listen, we're just going to give up. He's always doing that. We're just going to fight for second. Once you, and, and once you, you get that kind of uh, uh, attitude and reputation, it's impossible to lose it. You know, I'm, you know, they call me the sales energizer and, uh, you know, because I'm pretty energetic. But if I if I'm just normal one day, people will come up to me and say, hey, what's wrong with you? You're not feeling good. And so, like, people will expect it from you and you, be, you, you become great for a couple of weeks. All of a sudden, you'll expect it from yourself and everyone and, and you'll you'll live up to greatness. Yeah, I love that. That's, I mean, I know, this is you're getting gold here, brother. There. I mean, this is this is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, and I gotta ask, um, you know, for myself. I mean, people have a lot of jobs um, in high school and things like that. What was something before you started your business? What was like the worst job? Oh, you had. Or a job that you yeah, didn't like. you know, I never, I, I, I always owned my own business, and I, if not, I worked in my dad's places. I, I, I never had a job that I didn't like. Okay. I really, you know, because me, it's all the same thing. You know, if I'm sweeping floors or, you know, I was I was cleaning the gutters this weekend and mowing the lawn and, 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 and planting tomatoes. I was having the time of my life. Sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Always, always seeking yeah, out. Yeah, just go and rock and roll. Um, Who cares? You got one life. <laughs> I mean, listen, the per the, this whole uh, this whole communist virus thing that's going on right now. Uh, this whole uh, thing, it just made me realize that some people are so afraid, uh, you know, people are living in fear. And like the purpose of life isn't to avoid pain. You know, the purpose of life isn't to avoid awkwardness. The purpose of life isn't to, you know, not die. <laughs> the purpose of life is to live, man. And, and, and that's why I love sales. I get yeah. out there and, and, and 
you know, Mac, get your hands dirty. There's a time yeah, in your I life. I'm, I'm on a roll here. So let me, I'm on a rant. So hold on for a second. There's a time in your life where you ought to be reckless. So I'm going to change my thing. If someone's coming out of school right now, doesn't know what they do, be reckless. Go ahead and do something that's stupid that you wouldn't think you should do. Go ahead. <laughs> Mix it up. Great things don't have, they don't build statues for people that play it safe. Dang, that was good too. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask because I know you're a proponent of yeah, oh, doing yeah. the opposite. So, so what is something that you know, as college students are graduating, or just anybody within the sales world right now, that you think is the norm right now um, that you would suggest doing? The oh, opposite? Uh, go on face-to-face appointments. Do physical knocking on doors. <laughs> Do physical cold calls. Don't wear a mask. I mean, any anything they tell you to do, just do the opposite. Unless you know, unless it's a law, and someone says you don't want to do something, you know, don't don't do something illegal, of course. But yeah, yeah, go out <laughs> and, and 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 push the envelope. Absolutely, in this world, and call on the the CEOs. Call on the top guy. You know what Jeff Bezos' email is? It's, it's Jeff at Amazon.com. <laughs> and, and you know how I got that email? I called up. I asked to speak to him. And they say, listen, you can't talk to him, but I got his email. You want to send him an email? And so I, I'm, if you want to do something <laughs> different, they don't, don't start with your, you know, everybody who says it's comfortable, stay with your equals and stuff like that. Call, I, call the president of every company. Call the big shots. And I got to ask, where does that drugs? Lots of drugs. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I know with uh, sales, it's I mean, it's it's different. It's a different world right now. And and a lot of pipelines are, are. you know, being affected well, here's by the, thing, the current situation. Here's the thing with pipelines. So how do you continue Everybody says push? you want to have a big pipeline. You don't want a big pipeline. Big pipelines is like a security blanket. It makes you feel good. You go, oh, I got this pipeline. I got all that stuff. There. Screw that. <laughs> I'd rather have like two in my pipeline. And I, I, I like to wake up in the morning and get rid of people. You know, I don't want, I don't want, you know, things in the past. I want to be able to wake up in the morning and say, man, I got to hustle today because I got nothing in the background. You know, I want to start from zero every day. That's my thought. Part. My wife hates it, but that's a, I want to start from zero every day. That's what I have to wake up. <laughs> and, and so with, I, I want to shoot people. Now, the opposite happens. As soon as you shoot, if you listen, if you want someone to fall in love with you, if you have a girlfriend or a, a boyfriend and you want them to really, uh, you know, you want to go to the next level. The best thing you could say to them is, I think we need to see other people. I mean, the, the more <laughs> push people away, the more they fight to keep you. So when I have a customer that's giving me a heart or a prospect or someone in the pipeline that's not going to the next step, I have a standard line that I use, and it works eight times out of ten. I say, hey, Mr. Jones, I really appreciate all the time you've given me with this whole process that we've been going through here. But it's been my experience that the more, the longer this part takes – 
the more difficult it is once we finally do business together. So it might be the best idea for both of us if you just say no. Gosh, it's so good. And they, say, and they always do the same. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to get this one thing handled. What do we have to do to get started? You know, the most powerful force in the universe is not love. The most powerful force in the universe is the fear of loss. And when you push somebody away, they feel like they're losing something, an opportunity, and then they'll fight back for it. I don't know how I got to that thing. But so so that would be an opposite thing. Yeah, I, I love that. That's that's so true. I wish uh, you can. You just grab your balls my, and do it. Um... I don't curse, you know, just that's oh my, my nature. God. I just don't curse. I never did even when I was a kid. And I'm, I'm, I'm really not an angry, mean guy. But I say a couple of things like that, and people think that I'm like, just like radical. I, I'm just around no <laughs> no nah, nah, I, I like that because um i know it's you know push it's not away can, it's 100 uh, percent make them want i'm to telling come you back. it's like the it's the craziest thing <laughs> that's that's wild it's like you know it's sales is so much uh science and, and psychology as well and a lot of times uh that the psychology of sales doesn't always get um looked at as much but what have you learned as far as the psychology of sales and people you know wanting to buy from you over the over time and your services um, what have you learned about well it was like i I was saying before which was uh true when i was saying that you know everything's so commoditized now and everything you you can buy anything from anywhere (laughs) uh it's really finally come full circle that the most important part of the sale is the salesperson. You know, you can buy a car from anybody. You can, you know, buy the same car anywhere you want to go, but you choose the car because of the of the car salesperson that you, you meet. And and same thing, your software that you sell right now, I mean, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's adequate, whatever. But you know what? There's probably 15 other things, products similar. And so someone's going to choose your product over the others, not because, uh, you know, it, it has a, 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 you know, a different color, you know, name for the CRM or, you know, your pipeline is green instead of red. You can change. I mean, <laughs> it, all those little features doesn't matter. The reason why they're doing it is because uh, they, they trust you enough and they like the product enough and they, they feel comfortable with you. Listen, people buy for four reasons, just four reasons. Um, they like you. Uh, they trust you. And by the way, which one do you think comes first, like or trust? Which you think is? Oh, they well. Yeah, trust, yeah. Most, they got well. They got to trust, trust. Right? And, and a lot of times you. when I give presentations to uh, uh, at conventions and things like that, uh, I'll ask everybody, and I ask just the women, and I said, "How many of you women have ever gone out on a second date?" Not a first date, but a second date <laughs> with a person that you didn't like at all, but you trusted him. You know, and no hands go up. So, it, you know, it very quickly goes to trust. But, man, if they don't mm-hmm. like you, you don't get in the door. 
You know, so you got to be likable. So people buy from you because they like you, they trust you, then they believe exactly. you. Uh, and, and, and believe means uh, means your product is good, you have good brochures, and you have good testimonials, all that stuff. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and the thing is, most people, when they're trying to sell a product, they lead they lead with number three. You know, here's my brochure. Look at this. Let me give a demonstration. Look, it does this. It's green and it's red. They lead with the wrong. Man, they don't (laughs) like you yet. They don't trust you yet. Don't be putzing around with that. It's almost like going to third base without going to first. (laughs) You know, I I, I had an experience where uh, I was on the phone with with a guy and we and we talked and, and, you know, the idea was to set up an appointment and we talked for about uh, 10 minutes, just schmoozing back and forth, kind of laughing, doing whatever we're doing. And then when it got down to the presentation, he says, well, why don't you just come over and we could have have an an appointment? Man, the, the sale was made because he liked me enough at that point. It was done. I didn't have to talk about anything else but that. But anyway, if they like you, they trust you, they believe you, and then it goes to the fourth thing, and this is the magic. Now, you've already made the sale if they like you and trust you and believe you. But the last thing is they have a <laughs> desire to do business with you. And what that looks like is, I don't know if you've ever, you ever drive down the street and you see two girls on the side of the road selling lemonade in the summertime? Yeah. And I bet everybody who's listening to this oh, yeah. podcast, all six or seven of us, what happens is, I'm sorry, I'm just joking around. <laughs> By the way, you got to go to my podcast, the salesenergizer.com. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Sales Energizer podcast. But oh, definitely, um, definitely, you probably stopped your car and everybody done this, turn around and bought lemonade from two girls on the side of the road. And here's the kicker. You weren't even thirsty. I mean, you did it not because you wanted to have lemon, you know, country time lemonade with the powder and it sticks at the bottom and it's awful because they put too much water in. But you wanted to get it because it made you feel good to do business with these two little girls. You were helping them. You had a desire to do business with them. What if your customers and prospects felt that way about you? You know, what do you have to do to make people desire to buy your product to do business with you you know man i love that that's that's huge and i have to ask because in this age of technology uh where do you see like the phone of course the phone is huge and it's always going to be there it's you know people always have the discussion of the phone but it's always going to be there but how can you have with not just the phone, but how can you use other platforms like video to get that desire from the client or the prospect that necessarily, like, you can be energized on the phone, but the one thing that you don't see is that person's face and their expressions. How can we, you know, the future of the phone and the, uh, and video, what does that look like, you know, to get those, to get more people to like you and to get them yeah, to well, video is huge. Desire. Um, and if, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't have a YouTube channel, if you're not sending out videos on a regular basis, if you're not using that social media and putting videos out, you're really, you're really missing the boat. I mean, it's an opportunity for people. I, I, talk, I have a buddy, Victor Antonio. He's a big time speaker. He's really cool. And he's, you know, he's probably better than, he's one of the few people, he's better <laughs> than me. He's good. I'll tell you what, Victor, um, but uh, <laughs> I was talking to him. He's a sales trainer and a sales speaker. And uh, he he tells me, in, you know, in confidence, I guess he wouldn't mind if I'm telling everybody here, but 
he goes, man, it sucks now. He goes, I don't get to sell anymore. He goes, by the time they call me because of all my videos, because of my website, because of all the, uh, the stuff on YouTube, because of all my trading that I've done, that everything's out there in the world. He goes, by the time they call me, they're 95% sold. I basically have to answer the phone and not die. <laughs> and they buy. And it's not fun anymore. But that's, you know, so that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is people who are too scared uh, to put themselves out there because they want to make it perfect all the time. And so those are the two opposites. But I always think about, I always think about, let's say, meeting a guy, you know, an old uh, uh, vacuum cleaner salesman from the 1950s or an insurance salesperson from the 1950s. And <laughs> these, these companies where you just have to pay thousands of dollars a month for yellow page ads and all these handouts and things like that. And you walk up to him and uh, you're talking and he says, you mean you, uh, you, you get to, you get to make uh, videos and put them out there and thousands of people could see them uh, on Facebook and thousands of people could see them on YouTube and thousands of people can see them on LinkedIn and Instagram and it's free and you're not doing it every day. You putts what's wrong with you. <laughs> you know, I, it's like, I'm embarrassed to think. Yeah. How I could mean, you not do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the reach of uh, social media is extraordinary. Yeah, and you as an SDR, and, you know, with man, sales, you should be doing your own well, stuff. Yeah, you don't need your company to be, uh, you know, marketing this stuff for you. This is for you to build your own brand to buy from you. You know, when when you leave this job, and eventually you're going to leave this job, all the customers and clients that you got, you know, they don't get to keep them. Those are your contacts. You know, they, they go in your CRM. They're yours forever. And you get a different product, you can call these people back. This is the new world. You know, company doesn't own you. You own yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I like about sales. And, you know, when I was going to college, I, I've had, I had a lot of operation experience. I was thinking about, yeah. uh, for a little bit, being a financial advisor, uh, but that, I mean, that. Well, I was a terrible. I was a stockbroker for a me. while. I, Bear I Stern, I mean, I, and Smith Barney. I was a terrible broker. I mean, <laughs> I could make you have a little money um, if you started with a lot. I could make it. I could make it a little. But um, but I opened up more accounts than anybody. I used to open up accounts like nobody's business. But I was terrible. I had to get out of that. <laughs> I learned that everybody learn gets divorced and uh, everybody was out there getting divorced. And I, I went to my manager one day and I said, today's my last day. And he said, what's wrong? I said, I don't want to get divorced. I mean, everybody around every office, you know, cause you know, you're young, you know, there's, you know, there's drugs, there's the women, there's all sorts of stuff. And so I'm like, I am freaking doing this. You know, my, my dad used to tell me one thing. He yeah, says, yeah. Danny, it's, in this yeah. country, he says, you could make a thousand business mistakes. I say, America will let you start again. He says, you make one or two bad personal mistakes, you pay for them for the rest of your life. Marry the right woman. <laughs> that was his advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... I, I... <laughs> I am uh, not very much. It'll uh, make you a better person. Go ahead and get uh, married. Sometimes. Listen to me. I... Yeah. My, oh, my, my parents man. have been married. See, you come from years, good. So it's, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, just, you know, continue with the sales conversation. What, and just early on, like, were there, was there anybody or your friends that you associated with that um, had that same mindset? Because yeah. I know, I mean, everybody has their own personality. But also, you know, friends are important as well. Did you have any, you know, close friends that shared that same vision as you were? Uh, were you just, uh, oh, yeah, sure. You know, and I, and I that, still that do. Vision on your own? You know, we still have friends. You know, there's very few people that you <laughs> can uh, share, like, successes with, with without them without them getting, you know, jealous <laughs> and then, then things have problems with all that stuff. And there's very few people that you're comfortable, you know, sharing your <laughs> failures with because they're, they're very embarrassing and all that stuff. But it's very important to have those people. And I do. I'm fortunate enough to have a few of those in my life of, you know, you know, you know, grade school friends and, and, and people that, you know, I got first got so actually in the stock brokerage world. Um, and they're good people that you're in competition with and all that stuff, but friendly competition. But, uh, you know, ultimately it's your, uh, you know, it's, it's your family, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, friends and family, family are key. Yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. And, and, and how do you balance that? Of course, sales is, is a very, it sales is a grind no matter how many, how many years you've been in it, but how do you balance um, you know, the sales career and what you've done over um, your life and the well, family it's, aspect. it's changed you, over you time, that? you know, when you're younger with all this stuff. Like the beginning, I, I used to have <laughs> a standard line when people would say about their work-life balance. And I would say, dude, you don't need more balance. You need more money. <laughs> you know, you have enough money, you can get all the balance you want. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, not at the expense of the family. For me, I, I was always grounded that I wanted, you know, my family was the, always the most important thing, but I, you could, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I have a pretty decent work ethic. And so if I'm, if I'm, I'm up at four and, you know, from four to, from four to seven, I could do <laughs> stuff here at the house and then I can go out and do my stuff every day. But I, you know, everybody's different, but I'll, you know, for me, I, I just didn't want my, my wife to work. I kind of wanted her, uh, you know, to be home when I got home and, uh, and, and she was amenable to that. And so, uh, we, we have, you know, different roles to play and I like to consider myself a good man and I don't stray and I, and I do what I, my stuff and I come home <laughs> to my house and my family and my, my children and, and, uh, you know, I'm, and, and one of the things about being in sales and owning your own business, and I've owned seven businesses, and then is that you have the time uh, if you need to take cool. off to, to go see somebody, uh, see somebody in the hospital or, or go to a wedding or, or come home. Or, I mean, you, you get to make your own schedule. And that was something that was important to me. So they always knew that if, if daddy ever needed to be somewhere, uh, he could make it. That's awesome. I love that. Being well, I liked it too. I mean, I, I'm not huge. talking that's, um, that's what I want, yeah. you know. So mm -hmm. I guess everybody's balance is different, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that's important to have, you know, because sometimes people veer career and, and this, you know, sometimes the family aspect takes a hit. But if you can, 
do right. both and it doesn't have to be one or the other it, it could be you can have you can have the career and the family and and everything you don't right. you don't have I, I, to I, have, you know I, you know i come from like i told you kind of a working class everybody had their own business type of thing but it was very common for kids 11 12 13 mm-hmm. to be working at you know at dad's place or you know mom's place and everybody was out there you know, running the cash <laughs> register when you're nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, and I'm sure. Uh, what kind of customers? What What was your favorite? Uh, if you can recall your favorite interaction with the customer, or your not so oh, pleasant uh, interaction God, with the customer. I don't remember the. I don't. I, I don't have the ability to remember bad stuff. That's just not my, that's not my shtick. I don't care. It's always, you know, especially because I'm always, you know, I'm a hunter by nature. Some people like account management. I don't really like account management. It's boring. I like, I I like starting from zero. And so um, I learned early on that even the most kind of hateful, angry person, when you interrupt their day for whatever they're doing, three minutes later, they've already forgotten about me. I mean, I'm like an insignificant event in their life. And so I refuse (laughs) to allow somebody who doesn't know me or thinking about me or, you know, has even, won't even mention me at dinner. I refuse to let that person affect me. And so it's like, for me, bad incidents in sales is like water over a duck's back. Um, I will say that, I, I will say there was one incident where I was working for months <laughs> on the, when I had my staffing company and there was this company and they had about a hundred employees and I'd been for a year, actually a year and a half. And I knew the lady liked me, but she was waiting for the contract to end. Finally, the contract ended and I sent an email to, to my assistant. I said, Hey, let's work this thing. It's about time that it came through like that. And then, uh, I sent these people over an email and I forwarded it and I kept like my private email stuff on the, on the email. It was just a mistake. And so she saw the internal stuff and it just soured her mm. on me and I, and I lost the deal for it. That was, that was probably a, a hurtful one that I still remember. But, but as far as a good interaction, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> obviously it's uh, finding my bride and having her say yes. Uh, I Came here, I yeah. came here to Atlanta. He took me that. to a party. My friend of mine met some girl, blonde hair, southern accent. Uh, you know, bakes pies. I'm like, this place is great. Went back home. Come, moved here two weeks later. Uh, asked the girl to go out with me, and um, <laughs> she said, "No, I got a boyfriend." <laughs> I'm like, "What do you mean? I moved here, you know?" And uh, <laughs> I worked on her. I asked that girl out for six months. 26, 26 times. Finally, the 27th wow. time she agreed to go uh, to a baseball game, to a Met game, a Brave game with me, whatever. And, uh, and uh, you know, 25 or so years later, we're still together. So that was probably my, my best experience with a prospect. And that is key. You hit the nail on yeah. the head 27 times. Yeah. The persistence, the persistence, Dan, I love the persistence. And for, for you know, new sales, up-and-coming sales uh, people who 
you know, aren't or haven't been in sales before, how, I mean, obviously, you know, sales can be learned in the training, but where does that, is does that persistence come from within or where did, you know, besides, you know, your upbringing and the, the family that you grew up with, where does that, what other oh gosh, ways? You just want to, you just need from? to want something badly enough. And it's usually not money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, money's money. Uh, it, it might be money. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing to want. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, with, with, with this, that particular sale that we talked about, I didn't just keep on asking her out the same way. I, I, I didn't keep on asking her, you know, with the same <laughs> offer. I kept upping the offer or changing the offer or doing some research, finding out all this stuff. You know, everything that a person <laughs> does to show that they want something badly enough. And finally, um, you know, she, she asked me once, I asked her once, why did you finally agree to go out with me after this whole time? And uh, she said, well, I figured if you were willing to work this hard to get me, you'd be willing to work equally as hard to keep me. And, and, uh, wow. and, and, it, and wow. even when you're, when you're trying to get a customer, uh, showing persistence, uh, is, isn't, doesn't just say a lot about you. It does say a lot about you, but it's, it's flattering to the person that you're, <clears throat> that you're attempting to get as a client. It's flattering to them that you want them so badly. That's why if towards the end you say, you know what, maybe you should see other people, they'll fight for you. Because like, what do we mean? Right, you know, you're making me feel so good by wanting me and now that's <laughs> going to go away. Uh, boy, see how it all just comes full circle there, Adam? I tell you, that's, uh, you know, that's experience, how I could bring the whole thing around here. You can't buy experience. <laughs> that's that's phenomenal. No, you cannot. And uh, experience doesn't come. I mean, um, you've done a lot over time. And well, I have too. You're, you're an awesome great. interviewer, really there, Adam Vorce, because yeah. uh, you got me talking about myself. So I really appreciate you and uh, all that you do. And I'm sure that your listeners appreciate you also. Oh, I appreciate that, Dan. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what this is for. I mean, you know, when I started this podcast back in March, you know, I thought that and I could start it, but it's it's not just about me. I want to, you know, use this platform to, you know, interview others and have them tell a story. And that's, you know, I enjoy that. Well, I'm sorry that we uh, screwed you know, up over the weekend. Valuable. I was trying to do that. You know, it's tough for me on the weekends to do stuff. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I can understand. I, I know. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, I usually do it during the weekend or that's it. You know, at night. I know. Well, I you know, I'm you. making those calls during the day. So yes, baby. <laughs> smile and, you know, and smile smiling and is not smile. a small thing. You got to smile while you do it. Really do it. They could hear the smile on the other end of the phone, just like I hear yours right now when you're talking. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, Dan. But uh, again, it was a pleasure having you on. And I'm sure, you know, we'll continue this conversation. Uh, yes, know, sir. I, I appreciate it. And hey, listen, you can tell you. your listeners, whoever listens to this, um, you could contact me. I got I got a great book. 
It's really good. Sales proverbs, wisdom of the ages. Uh, it's all about sales, about it not being a, uh, not how to sell, but how to live a better salesperson's life. So if any of your mm-hmm. listeners go ahead and get that book on Amazon, send me the receipt and I'll give you a uh, 15 minute free coaching session with the Deej about your personal product. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, definitely have to check that out on Amazon. I love, yeah. uh, especially now, I mean, Amazon is a great, so I'll definitely have to sales, check out that book. Um, sales Proverbs. That? Real, real quick. What was that process? And just pull up my name, Dan Jordan, but sales Proverbs and you'll see really great book. Cool. What is the process and like writing it? what was the process it? like just writing it? Well, uh, I think I have a, I have a yeah, few books. You know, I, I write a, uh, you know, a sales tip of the week every week. And so that goes out and I, and basically uh, stories mm-hmm. come out of that. Uh, th- this, this particular book was just a, uh, it, w- it was a, f- a fun one to write. Um, the, the, the process is just, you, 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 you'll never That's finish awesome. anything. You don't get started. <laughs> and so you got to start. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I love that. You got to start somewhere. And again, Dan, I appreciate it. It's a deal. All right. Go get them today, will and, you? Uh, until next time. All right, brother. Take care. <laughs>